0: Well, good morning, friends. You all are looking lovely today. My name is Katie, and I have the great privilege of not only being here with you today, but also launching us into this new series where we are going to unpack what the Bible says about being men of God and being women of God. And ladies, we are up first, which is why I'm here, right? I mean, like, okay, hopefully you got that. Um, Before we get started, though, I want to make sure that I welcome everybody because we have the great privilege of getting to be one church community stretched out across multiple locations. So if you are joining us here at west or at east, if you are downtown or if you are maybe across the globe, friend, on your computer or maybe in a hammock in the Black Hills, we want you to know that we're so glad that you're here and I am just again so privileged to be able to share with you. Um, As we walk out what it means today to be a woman of God and I have a couple disclaimers as we get started. And if you've heard me speak before, or if if we've ever had a conversation, I give disclaimers a lot because I have teenagers now, and that's just how I speak now. Everything has a disclaimer. Uh, But I have a couple things I wanna share with you before we start. And the first one is, I am a woman, but I am not an expert. I wanna share a meme. Uh, I called these memes up until just a few months ago. So, again, this is, you know. Join the party today with me. Uh, It says other moms cruising by in their white Land Rovers with fake lashes and fresh blowouts and I'm getting the mail like this. I'm not your average lady. In fact, I was just drinking my coffee before service started and I spilled it all over myself and I went boy, are they in for a treat today. (laughs) But I think that's gonna work out hopefully in all of our favor because what I can tell you is that there's no one size fits all kind of lady, right? We're all different and I think the world and even ourselves, we put ourselves in boxes or the world puts us in boxes. Uh, So just understand that I know that there are some of us here who are ladies who love all things pumpkin spice latte, like you never are without one in your hands. Your nails are always painted, your toes are always painted, your favorite color might be cheetah print, like your hair always looks amazing, right? And then there are the ladies that are maybe more tractor-supply than Target. (laughs) Maybe more Wrangler than leggings. They like steak instead of salad, right? And then there are ladies who are maybe an interesting combination where uh, their hands look like they're a farmer and uh, they love using chainsaws and spending time in the woods. They like steak on their salad, right? But they love a good dress with pockets. I just described myself, actually. I am the third lady. Um, I want you to know that my prayer has been, because I know, I'm I'm well aware, because I have friends that are all unique and incredible, and God made us that way. But the thing that we have in common is that he made us in his image. And we have the privilege of knowing him and knowing one another. And my prayer, women, has been that as we walk this lesson out today, that God would meet you right where you are Whatever kind of lady you are today, and maybe you're going to be a different one tomorrow, I'm just telling you that I have been praying that God would meet you right where you are, and I'm thanking him in advance because I know he already is. Um, The second disclaimer, again, mom of teenagers, uh, is that I'm aware we're not all women. uh, I know that we're not. But I want you to know uh, that any time that we dive into the Word of God, and we're talking about women, men, I know he's going to meet you there too, and he's going to help you learn something. Um, I know that even if you're a guy, you know ladies. You might be raising a girl. You might be dating one. You might be married to one. You might work with some. Your mom is one, so hopefully you know one, right? (laughs) But I want you to know that as we're walking this out, I know the Lord has something for you too. But what I can tell you is, I think that you need to hear it. I think that they need you to hear it. And I think they need to know, the women in your lives, need to know that you are willing to hear it. Because what I can tell you right now is there are a lot of women in crisis mode. There have been uh, recent surveys that have shown that throughout the course of this pandemic, women are three times more likely to shoulder the responsibilities at home than men. Child care, housekeeping, All the things that come along with regular life, but on top of that, a pandemic where you're trying to do sixth grade math like you knew it the first time, right? (laughs) That's something that we need to pay attention to. We know that depression, social isolation, and domestic violence have risen by leaps and bounds for women compared to men. Hypertension, heart disease, all of those things for ladies have gone through the roof, comparatively speaking. And so, as we're walking out what it means to be a woman of God today, uh, there's a lot that the women in your lives are holding, and sometimes it feels like the world just keeps giving us more to carry. And I know that we can't attempt to remedy all of that today, I'm not even gonna try, Um, but my heart is that as we go into God's word, He will remind us who He is and who we are, and maybe we can try to put down some of the rest, okay? That's my prayer in my heart. Can we pray before we get started? Father God, I just thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that you see us right where we're at. Lord, that you know us and you love us. God, you see our struggles and our celebrations. Father, I just pray uh, that no matter what, uh, God, you would just help us right in this moment, Lord. uh, That you would help each one of us walk out today with what you want us to know and hear and apply. And God, I thank you in advance for the way you are moving and working for each one of us, and in each one of us, and around each one of us. God, my heart is specifically for the women in this room, for the daughters, for the mothers, for the grandmothers, for the aunts, um, for the sisters. God, I just pray that you would help us to remember who we are and what you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Well. Uh, we're gonna start at the very beginning because if we're talking about being a woman of God, I think we should start at the very beginning. Was that Maria in the Sound of Music that sang that song? I'm not gonna sing it, um, but I keep thinking about it. Uh, you ladies, I don't know if you know this, but you were God's grand finale of all creation. Yes, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so we're gonna dive right into the word. We're gonna to go to Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. That's you. I want you to notice there are a couple things. It is not good. When God says it's not good, that means it's not good. It's incomplete. It's not finished, right? They had all the animals, they had the sun and the moon, they had the water and the earth. It wasn't good for him to be alone. I will make a helper. We're gonna do a little word study today. If you don't have a notebook, or write slow like I do, you can take a picture. I'll try to stay out of it, I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay, so I wanna go to what the word helper means. Helper, ezer konegdo. That's two words, but they go together, all right? Um, I think what's so critical as you walk through the Bible is that you don't rush. Because one of the things that I know is if you are reading through the Bible and go, fantastic, finish that chapter today, you end up missing a lot. When you dig deeper, there's so much that you can uncover that can help you and I understand what's being said. So we're gonna do that today. So we're gonna start with Ezra. Ezer has three main, I'm, I tried to break it down. Uh, Ezra means to rescue or to save, to be strong, a warrior. Ezra Konegdo, the helper that God created for Adam, is a warrior. Ladies, I don't know if you have a sword or not, but you are a warrior, all right? This may be different than what you have been taught or what you have read through it when you're rushing through it. Um, In the Old Testament, Ezer is used 21 separate times, often in a military context. It means the woman, it's been used for nations to whom Israel appealed to for military aid, and it is used for God as Israel's helper, Ezer. The next word is kenegdo, similar, corresponding, adequate to himself. A woman is no better or less than a man. That's what this tells us. Man and woman are equally and uniquely crafted, a perfect fit, better together, not a servant, an ally. Eve was created to be an ally. So Ezra connecto together tells us, uh, one of the translations is lifesaver, complementary, ally, warrior, better together. You, like Adam women, were made in the image of God. And God knew it would take both of them, Adam and Eve, male and female, to sustain life, and they would both need to fight together. Uh, One of the things that I think of a lot, because I'm asking my husband for a puppy, (laughs) often, we have a dog that is uh, 14, going on five, but also going on like 20. I don't know what that is in dog years, but it's old and tired and so sad, so I, I think that maybe he needs a, a little friend to cheer him up. Uh, and also, I want a dog that doesn't bark as much. So, one of the things that I think of, though, is God knew that it was not good for Adam to be alone. He didn't give him a puppy, right? And he didn't make an Adam 2.0, he brought Eve. I hope that gives you a picture of God's intent. No matter what you have heard, and no matter what you have been taught, God made us to complement one another, to live and to battle beside each other. It was no mistake. The Bible is so full of examples of, of God's love for women and his calling over their lives. We could spend forever diving into stories in the Old Testament about Ruth and Deborah, about Esther. In the New Testament, we could talk about the Marys or Martha or Grandma Lois Countless examples proving God's love for and value of women. But today, I want us to go to 21 verses in the Word that are powerful and important, but I think can really be confusing and overwhelming. We're gonna talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. Dun dun dun. You may know her, you may envy her, you may admire her, you might even hate her. But there's no ignoring her. The Proverbs 31 woman. The epitome of righteousness, right? Like I feel like that's what, yeah? Um, The measuring stick that many Christian women use to decide whether or not they're doing it right or that others use on them to decide if they're doing it right. So we're gonna dive right into it and we're gonna talk about it, all right? Proverbs 31, we're gonna start at verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Every South Dakota woman, though, okay. Uh, she makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. 21 verses that are in scripture and speak truth, but I think that we've got them tangled a little bit through the years, huh? I don't know about you, but that's a lot of boxes to check. And if you know me, you know I'm a person that likes to make boxes so I can check them, because if I don't, I won't remember. And I think a lot of us have felt like maybe we've been chained to this, where we go, I can't possibly do it all. How does God really want me to live that kind of sleep-deprived, guilt-laden life? The world has done a really good job at selling that too. If you search Proverbs 31 on Amazon, just Proverbs 31 books, you will find no less than 10,000 titles. A Proverbs 31 Google search returns four and a half million hits. We are really good at selling that perfect lady. And I don't think that's God's heart or intention for it. And so I wanna just walk through it because Proverbs 31 is a lot of things, a lot of wonderful things, and I want to unpack that real quick. Proverbs 31 describes a woman of valor. One of the translations is a virtuous woman who can find. A virtuous woman is translated, virtuous is valor. Valor means courage, ezer konegdo, right? Courageous. Um, uh, Valor is great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle, but it's not What you do, it's how you do it. I wrote down because I think it's important. If you're a nurse, a barista, rich or poor, single or married, mom or not, we are called to do it with valor, with courage, with intention. Proverbs 31 was intended to be instructional. It was written by a mother to her son to help him in choosing a godly spouse. It's instructional. The intended audience was actually a man, but we can all learn from it. Its purpose is to celebrate wisdom in action. One of my favorite things about Proverbs 31 is that it's intended to draw attention to the often overlooked glory of honoring God in the everyday things that we do. But there are a few things that Proverbs 31 doesn't say that I think we need to remember as well. We are valuable whether we're married or not. We need other women, and we need community. We are valuable even if our gifts aren't in homemaking. Do you know, um, fun fact about me, I like to run on the treadmill during the winter because it's cold outside. And while I'm running on the treadmill, I watch the Food Network. It just feels right. And do you know that most of the chefs on the Food Network are men? Huh, it just made me think of that. We are valuable even if our gifts are not in homemaking. We have a place in the church, girls, and our personal walk with the Lord is essential to the work we do and the lives we lead. I don't know if Proverbs 31 has overwhelmed you or inspired you through the years, but I wanna ask us a question, all of us a question. Um, Could we be unintentionally replacing our Savior with an idol? I would contend that instead of turning to the Proverbs 31 woman as a measuring stick, we should be turning to Jesus. The reality is that we've all missed the mark of God's righteousness. None of us are perfect. None of us can do all of those things well all of the time. In our humanness, we cannot help but fall short of God's standards and perfection, and we need something, someone, to solve the problem, and that someone is Jesus. Just of note, Jesus didn't quote the Proverbs 31 passage in his Sermon on the Mount. He, as far as we know, did not give his disciples advice on how to find a virtuous woman for a wife. He didn't praise Martha for her efforts to win the Proverbs 31 Woman of the Year Award. He didn't mention her at all, not once. But he did speak a whole lot to his followers, both male and female about being faithful to what God has called them to do. Uh, one of the things that I've been working on in my own life and, and now with my daughter uh, who is 13, that's a really fun age, right? It is. I remember being 13, it's terrifying. Um, one of the things that I've really been praying and processing is uh, it's time we stopped reading Proverbs 31 as a manual on Christian womanhood and instead reading and appreciating it for what it is. It is a cumulative picture of a woman who is faithful to God's word right where she is. Because friends, at the end of it all, God will not ask us if we crocheted or canned. I'd like to learn how to do both of those things, by the way. If somebody knows, you could teach me. You need a lot of patience. Um, He won't ask us if we crocheted or if we canned, if we stayed at home with our children or if we were the breadwinner of our family. He will ask us if we were faithful to serve where we were, our family, our neighbors, our coworkers, the homeless, the widow. He will ask if we were faithful to our relationship with him. Ultimately, though, when we consider what it means to be a woman of God, I think oftentimes we get caught up in that first part. What does it mean to be a woman? But I'd like to shift our focus to the second part of that question. What does it mean to be of God? Ultimately, when we consider what it means to be a woman of God, we get caught up in what it means to be a woman. But I think we've got to ask the question of what does it mean to be of God? Simply put, what is God like? And how do I reflect his nature in my circumstances, in this moment, in this day, in my relationships, in my attitude, in my words, in my schedule? Our identity is in being an image bearer of God. We were made to reflect and represent God on this earth. So to be a woman of God, we are a woman who displays God's character, his attributes, his grace, his kindness, his wisdom. A woman of God is his image bearer. And there are a few values that come out of that that I want us to walk through. The first is a woman of God remembers who God says she is. And I intentionally put this many verses up here because I I think that it's so easy, again, when we talk about the things that we are carrying right now in this world that is so heavy and it is hard, so much good, but boy is there a lot of heavy, tough stuff right now. I want us to remember that God calls you His child. He calls you greatly loved. He calls you free. He calls you chosen. He calls you brand new. He calls you his workmanship, because you are. The next thing that I believe is a value of a woman of God, his image bearer, is that she chooses God's ways. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit, another translation says, acknowledge to him, and he will make your path straight. Trust and submit to him. A woman of God, his image bearer, stops trying to be someone else. Stay in your lane. For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. We belong to each other. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. I will never be a singer on Broadway, even though I want to be. Never. It's okay. Um, we stop trying to be somebody else. We stop looking at people uh, and wishing that we were like that, and instead help the Lord help ask the Lord to help us own who He's made us to be, and do that really well. Uh, there was a poem that, that uh, i heard years ago as i was even walking through uh really being chained to this list of things that i felt like i needed to be in order to matter and to make a difference and god used it to really help me not only let go of some of those things but also to really um mold my heart into being an encourager not a competitor to other women to see us as he made us to be and where we're at. And I wanna read it to you. It meant a lot to me and I hope it does to you too. What does a woman of God look like? She's a hotel housekeeper stripping beds. She's a nurse drawing blood at a medical lab. She's pumping caramel into a latte at a Starbucks in the mall. She's sacking groceries at Kroger. She's a surgeon on call. She's every shade of brown from ebony to light. She's suntanned, spray tanned, she's bright, she's lily white. She's under five feet, over six and in between. She's a golfer, ballerina and Olympic athlete. She plays first chair flute in the high school band. She's a hunter, a florist, she's a rabid football fan. She's walking with her daddy to the altar wearing white. She's up with a baby for the third time tonight. She's wiping behinds and telling kids to mind. She's refereeing siblings, she's in a bad financial bind. She's enduring a divorce, exhausted from the fight. She works 10 hour days, she studies late at night. She's in the armed forces, she only drives Porsches. She's an active blogger mom, she takes college courses. She's online dating, she's on call waiting. She's out on the ice in her tights, figure skating. She's an activist, a lobbyist, a pacifist, a botanist. She's 30 years in counting and never more than kissed. She works for the DA, she serves behind bars. She builds skyscrapers, she sells used cars. She's slicing turkey in a grocery delicatessen. She cooks a thousand meals, she says a thousand blessings. She tears show tickets at a local movie theater. She writes speeding tickets as a law enforcer. She works at the White House. She protests across the street. This one earned her GED, this one parses Greek. She's a self-declared Tita-taller, she owns a sprawling vineyard, she crochets baby blankets, she sails a cutter windward. She smokes a pack a day, she puts out fires, she's got our learner's permit, she's a retired truck driver. She's sitting on a plane in 17B, she's piloting the plane over oceans and seas. She's handing out samples of a new kind of cracker, she breeds Pomeranians, she's a financial backer. She's waiting for her big break. She's totally broke. She's a Girl Scout, a talent scout. She drinks Diet Coke. She's reformed, she's Pentecostal, a Lutheran, a Quaker. She's a butcher, she's a baker, she's a candlestick maker. (laughs) She's a CEO of a big corporation. She holds a homeless sign at a nearby intersection. She has asthma, she has Asperger's. She struggles with infertility. She's scared to death she's pregnant. She works with disabilities. She's a 15-year-old stuffing books into her locker. She's a makeup artist. She stands with a walker. She hates cosmetics. She has big hair. She goes in for treatment. She has no hair. She's manic, she's quiet, she's too thin, she's on a diet, she's vegan, she's organic. This one grills it, this one fries it. She has two breasts, one breast, no breast at all. She has implants, transplants, and scars from the fall. She's a sister, stepsister, cousin, mother, friend. Stepmother, grandmother, and a surrogate blend. She's an aunt, mentor teacher, and a deeply cherished niece. She is somebody's daughter, someone's missing piece. In bleakest oppression, she's degraded, she's enslaved. She's hiding, she's hungry, she's slipping towards the grave. She's your mother with Alzheimer's, she's forgotten who she is, but she's a woman of God. He remembers, she's his. You were God's grand finale of all creation, his workmanship whom he loves. It was unfinished before you. You are his image bearer. Don't forget it, live like it. Remember who he says you are. Choose his ways, stop trying to be someone else. Let's pray. Father God, I I just thank you so much that you see us and that you know us. And God, I think it's so easy um, to just get caught up in what's going on in the world or what we think about ourselves or what we think others think about us, Lord, that we neglect to remember first who you say we are, how much you love us, what you think of us, even what you've called us to, Lord. Forgive us for listening to other voices first. Father, help us uh, to not only dig into your words, Lord, uh, to remember who you are and who we are, uh, but also, Lord, to walk that out in lives. Father, help us um, to own it for ourselves and then go share all of that with others, Lord, to help them see you and know you too. Father, if we um, are feeling overwhelmed and lonely, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to reach out Father, if we uh, are in a really great season, Father, maybe we're the ones that could reach in uh, to somebody. God, I just pray that you would not only help us know who we are, Lord, but just continue to deepen uh, the community that we have with you and with others so that we can uh, all walk closer to you with linked arms. Father, as we walk out this series talking about what it means to be a woman of yours and a man of yours, Lord, I pray that you would help us to know that we are better together. Father, that uh, you created us all in your image. You've called us all to something. And Lord, we wanna honor you and glorify you in all of it. Father, thank you so much. We love you, amen.